Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! They don't deserve the Gullhorn sounder. No. Not yet. They, no. they, have, to, they have to earn it, and last was... night they didn't earn it. Not yeah. at all. Last night was a... a... A bad game. Game three against uh, who do we play? Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, that's the right. Florida, Florida Panthers. Panthers. That's right. Yeah, we'll and get it's into uh, that. two final two games with a four three final in a row. We uh, also have a four three final loss. Yeah, to Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Four three win. And a, a, and a four three was that four three? The Red Wings was a four three win. That's true. Okay. There's a uh, I'm getting tired of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a pattern here. Yes, yeah. it is. So. Uh, I don't know what it means, but it's in the honor of Luke Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, well, there you go. You. Um, yeah, we got a lot to get to. Uh, a lot, a lot uh, from that one game. A lot yes. of shit to talk about. But we're the Uncle Puckers, Dan, Bobby, Chris. Um, well, we'll I guess get into it. Just some early, you know, just quick thoughts, Bob. A quick little take on the game. Go ahead. Right. I'm going to start with the positive, right? That's the type of guy I am. And uh, well, I think that- we should definitely have our silver lining segment. Yeah, we'll but find I'll start with it, and then we can end on the a bad note. <laughs> Uh, the third period really gave me hope. Um, that is exactly what I wanted to see. I do not understand the mentality of an athlete where they can't turn that on earlier. I don't get it. Um, they have proven to me, once again, what they can do when they really do get going. I also believe, for what it's worth, that I don't give a shit if the team is all of a sudden, the other team is all of a sudden falling apart and just took a penalty to make it 4-3. I don't believe in not calling a penalty because you just called a penalty. That was a blatant trip. So just for the the we had just taken Florida had just taken a, a tripping call. A penalty had just been over, right. and Dawson Mercer gets tripped coming into the offensive zone. Blatant trip one. right in front of the line judge, and the line judge doesn't put his arm up. Yeah. And the idea is, well, I just gave you guys a power, power play, right. and you know I'm not just going to go and give you Arms another one. My right. ass, that's not right. how it works. That so. was a penalty. Now I'm not saying we were destined to score on that if we got it, but the way that game was going, I would have put money on that fourth goal, but it didn't happen. We get over it. So my best takeaway from that is what they were able to do in that period. Uh, I just really hope they come out with more urgency. I don't understand what I was watching the first two periods. I just can't, I can't figure it out. And there's a couple players here. I'm sure. You guys will get to it that are just looking terrible. Not like, all right, I had a bad game, but like this is game three. That's a lot of hockey now. And, and it's pretty terrible. Along with but, seven preseason games. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, again, um, I don't, I'm not going to hang my head. I feel like that third period was something this team needed. They've got to be reminded of what they're capable of doing. But it ain't going to mean shit if they can't kill penalties and they take stupid penalties. And they're not controlling the play five on five. And they're letting the first goals go in all the time. So, Dan. Well, yeah, very undisciplined game. Uh, put them behind the eight ball in a giant hole. Yeah, we know this team can score. And they, they come back, you know, three goals, very exciting. Uh, but you can't make this many mistakes against a quality team and expect to come out the victor with any regularity. So obviously not uh, surprised that, you know, that the hope they gave you the fans a little bit in the third period was all for naught. I kind of, you know, understand that you just can't play a game that way. Um, I was also maybe a little bit more concerned about the goaltending. Um, now, 
Brendan Smith was absolutely brutal. So, you know, you take away his mistakes and it's, you know, not as evident, but still, I, you know, the first goal, it's a deflection, but it's a deflection through a five hole. And uh, I don't I blame not, Vanacek on that goal. I, I don't blame, think anybody really uh, did. Well, no, there was uh, who, whoever it was like Reinhardt, that was Reinhardt's goal. Right. And they right. let him just stand in the middle of the, the, the he had two defenders around him. If, mm-hmm. if I remember yeah. correctly, it was, I think Smith and Luke on on that one, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But like, yeah, it was a it was a hell of a tip. But you can't let him just stand there and wait for the fucking tip. Absolutely, and um, I, but I did I didn't really I don't know I I felt like Banachek could have turned in a better performance than he did, uh, and I was a little bummed with that. I've seen him you know do a much better job holding the team together when the defense wasn't there in the past and. Uh, I thought his first outing for the Devils was was much better than this one. This one looked very uneven to me. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, and, you know, really, we all kind of all expected, we were calling, hey, it's a good game to put uh, Miller in, uh, where we weren't too overly psyched about Smith's performance. And, boy, I really wish we had not played Smith. He was he was brutal in that game. Yeah, he was atrocious. Absolutely. I, I don't, I can't figure it out. I mean, you go and you have a good game one, you know, it was a little bit sloppy, but you get the dub. Okay. You know, you can look at that and say beginning of the season, it's kind of how you want to start. They put some, you know, pucks in the net. They, you know, made a couple of mistakes, but that'll all be easily cleaned up. Kind of have the same formula in game two, and then they give up the late goal and they lose in the shootout. So you know that you have a lot of work to do. All that, all anybody has been talking about in the beginning, you know, uh, over the weekend was better first start. They had they better start. They have to have a better first period, this and that. Like this was drilled into their heads for 48 yes. hours right. and plus, and then they, they go out. I mean, this was 45 minutes of really fucking brutal, brutal. hockey, man. Brutal. I mean, really bad hockey. Um, hockey that looked like the devils from 2021. They, that's how bad they looked. And uh, we didn't have anybody on that team. And we looked that bad. Um, now with this loaded lineup, like, I mean, let's get into some of these players that we're talking about here, but man, I'm going to start with Nico Heischer. Yeah. Uh, you know, where the fuck is Nico Heischer been? What is going on with him? Um, you know, I, I, I did see a couple of things last night, not from him, but from other players that I actually liked. Uh, there are a few dudes I thought had really good games last night. I thought Jesper Bratt played fucking amazing. I thought yes, Andre Pallott had Beautiful a great goal. night. Yep. Um, and Andre Pallott did what we wanted to, somebody to do, stand up for our guys when, you know, he took a penalty on it. Yep. But yeah. again, even Meyer, Meyer had that penalty on uh, Kachuk and, you know, it came at a bad time. It hurt. But, you know, I, I also understood what he was doing. He's, he's, you know, standing up to him physically. Right. But the tripping penalties are the ones that get got him benched for the third period. That's um, true. You know, so, uh, but Nico to me is like, it's your team, dude. This is like, I, I'm willing to say, okay, Timo Meyer's having a struggle uh, on this whole thing right now. But I can also, you know, the Timo Meyer's new to this team. I mean, he still is new to this team. He's trying to, he's playing a completely different role that he had to play in San Jose. San Jose. I'm willing to just give him a little bit of leeway to figure it out. Okay. Maybe it's going to take 10 games or so until Timo Meyer figures it out. But this is fucking Nico Heischer's team, man. The Swiss Miss needs to wake the hell up because it's bad. Um, Bob, what did you think? Who was your glaring uh, player that you wanted to punch in the face last night? Definitely Timo Meyer at this point. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't recommend it because I'm sure he can 
whip my ass. But uh, yeah, fuck yeah. I don't I don't understand what I'm seeing with him, and I don't. There, it's, he's really having a hard time finding alignments that fit. Like I don't know who is the ultimate uh, center for him. Like I want to know. I want to look back and say who who centered him in San Jose, and what was the difference between what our centers can offer? Because he really hasn't been quite what he was there. And, and I didn't expect it last year, end of the season, got hurt, playoffs, that sort of thing. But, you know, the full training camp and coming out strong, everybody just kind of, you know, thought that that would be a, an extreme positive for him. Now, part of it is because Nico's has a rough start too, but I guess I'm just saying I'm starting to question whether or not that's ever going to be the chemistry that we want. Well, well, yeah, it looks like maybe it's time to think about breaking that up somehow. Yeah. But- where? How? Well, I mean, the lines were a friggin', you know, complete in a complete blender last night on that third yeah. period. I mean, we had uh, now. Can somebody tell me? Because I thought that Brendan Smith had a like Dan had an absolutely abysmal game once again. He's been in all three games and he hasn't played well. Um, but why was John Marino benched for that third period? I don't know. I can't say it was one of his better games, but I didn't really see with a glaring error that would have led to that. Was there something said there? What's going on? You know, I mean, that's not good because Marino was our is our steadiest defenseman, most experienced, most defensively responsible. So, you know, this is very concerning, to be honest. The defensive pairings, I'm still I'm still going to go back to what I wanted from the beginning, which was like the Siegenthaler, Hamilton, you know, Hughes with Marino. And then, you know, I don't want ball with Smith. I don't want Smith, I guess, in there, especially right no, now. No. You know, I just think Miller deserves a shot. I don't understand. He wasn't um, noticeable in camp, right? But he also wasn't, like, horrible from and, what I know. You know, he, he was having trouble in training camp with just picking up on the system. Well, Brennan Smith's been there for over a year, and he seems to be having trouble picking up on the system. Colin Miller's a veteran. Put him in. And, you know, if he makes – look, if he, even if he makes a couple of mistakes, is it going to be worse than what you're getting from Brendan Smith? No. So, I mean – in and, you know, call it the third pairing and, you know, shelter their minutes a little bit. That's fine. But, like, the Smith – Smith went all year last year as the seventh defenseman, eighth defenseman maybe. You know, got in towards the end of the year, got in the playoffs, and it's kind of been the same thing. It's just, no, we've it, it always said it. You it know? doesn't really work. We'll take the over on it. If Smith is in the lineup, like even when it was just Dan and I doing the show a year ago, the two of us saying over under on Brendan Smith's penalties tonight, you know, it was just that ongoing joke. And last night it hurt us. Um, If you're going to have that kind of liability, then I think it's even a a quicker turnaround before we see Nemec up here. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, if this is what, you know, Smith is supposed to be the safer choice. And this, he was far from the safest defenseman out there. He was the biggest liability. So give me a, a more dynamic biggest liability. Maybe you just sure. got to grow into being less of a liability in Nemec before uh, we keep going with Smith. I mean, and at maybe least he'll Miller is the big, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe Miller is supposed to be that safer option. And I don't mind putting him in here because we're looking for some steadiness and stop the bleeding. Maybe now it's not the best time. It's not my ideal situation to, to work Nemec in this way. But I'm just saying, like, this, it's time definitely for Smith to sit. And, you know, when you look at your options – Boy, if it was between him and Nemich, I would still sit him. It's going Nemich. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 
At this point, I probably would too. And I was big on, you know, getting him a little more seasoning. I still think that's so premature if we don't even get a chance to see Miller. And, you know, Miller was a solid defenseman for Dallas. He didn't come here thinking he was just, you know, going to help the young kids and sit on the bench. Like he came here with expectations to be part of a championship team. That defenseman's still in there. Nobody got a chance to see it. Yeah, he needs and to. And I'm be not saying he's the that. best. He might not work out either. I'm saying, for God's sakes, get him in. Like but, something you know, that, isn't working. Yeah, I mean, you gave. I don't know how much more you have to see from Brendan Smith. I mean, we saw it all last year, every game he was in. And we saw it these three games in a row, which one he. I put the 100% of the blame on losing that game against the Coyotes on Brendan Smith on just an untimely, stupid tripping penalty. Um, last night, he, you know, uh, got beat a couple of times. That first was the first or second goal. Second goal completely, you know, misplayed the puck and gets beat. And yeah, the guy makes a over, beautiful yeah. goal. Um, I mean, yeah, Vanacek could have played a little bit better, but I think, you know, the, the third period, Timo Meyer taking that penalty uh, that led to the fourth goal, then that's what pretty much got him benched. Um, you know, that, that one now it's four, nothing, you, you know, you have what, 14, 15 minutes left. It's a long haul. I mean, so much so we couldn't do it, but let's talk a little bit about the last 12 minutes of the game mm-hmm. where, uh, there was a lot of, I mean, did I know this isn't going to stick, but Holla McLeod and Holtz, yeah. that line was really special last night. I mean, they were flying uh, and um, I kind of liked it. And I don't think it's a possibility that that line would ever be a starting lineup. I think that's Lindy's just throwing everything out there and hoping that something works. But that was the line that worked. You saw guys that were skating hard and going to the dirty places to get the work done. The hollow with the power play tip uh, on, I believe it was Hughes' shot. Um, you know, why did he get that? Because he's standing right in front of the net. You know, we, Which was a, a beautiful goal. Absolutely. It was a beautiful goal. And, and I think that this team has not shown an effective forecheck, except for in places where those kind of guys are, are, are doing the work. But um, some of our other players are just not really – producing that i mean that's what i was curious most like we talked about okay we want to get smith out uh of the lineup what other changes do you want to see and maybe with when it comes to forwards what changes can you make that would help hopefully uh jumpstart this uh whole team to be doing a little better you know especially in the first period the way they start out so flat well i will well without the answer being clone you know 11 more Jack Hughes's, I will oh. say, I'll answer your question with a question. <laughs> Bobby, you had said, you know, who's the center for Timo Meyer? So let me ask you, who would you put him with? You know, you're not going to put him on the fourth line with Michael McLeod. No. But it's Hala, it's Hughes, or it's Heischer. Where would you put, if you're Lindy Ruff, game four in, on the island, where do you put Timo Meyer? This is not an game? easy answer because, number one, you could say that the only line that has looked even good, let alone the fact they've looked really good, is the Jack Hughes line the way it is. So you don't want to go ahead breaking that up already no. because Meyer's not getting his shit going. So it does look like that's where we want him on paper. You know, we want to protect Heischer. We want to – that's where – but, I mean, at some point, does he need the puck fed to him a different way? I just, I just don't know, but I don't see him going down to the third line. He's got to be a top six guy. He's just – they just got to start to gel. And, you know, just for what it's worth, too, on that that Hall of Mercer-Holtz line, that is what you would expect. What I love about that line is you would expect that from Hall and Mercer when you need spark. 
the right. fact that Holtz was part of that and played a damn good role too is very important because we're going to hear more and more people. Season's only three game, three games. Well, old. Mercer was Mercer wasn't with them when they were scoring the goal. Oh, I'm sorry, right? McLeod. I'm sorry, yeah, McLeod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, again, that's not going to be a starting line. But the fact that you know Holtz was relied upon on something like that because you're already starting to hear you know, Holtz hasn't scored a goal. He's you know it's it's nothing. It's another failed experiment. And uh, in a, in a situation like this where the team has legitimately started off worse than expectations, Holtz is doing really well in other aspects of the game. And I'm not saying that keeps him up here. I'm just saying most people aren't going to recognize that or recognize the effort that happened last night. And maybe he still doesn't translate, but that looks really I, good. He didn't look want, like the problem last night. I'll tell no, exactly. he, he didn't. And I would like, you know, okay, when game one rolled around and we saw the lines and Lindy Ruff was asked about it and he just said, you know, it's a coach's decision to move him down to that third line. We feel like, you know, he's going to get – He's going to be able to grow on playing on either line and blah, blah, blah. But we just like Mercer up there better. Okay. Well, it's been three games. I think that Alex Holtz has proven as far as being, I would say, between Heesher, Mercer, and Holtz, just those three, Holtz has been the best player in the better player out of all three over three games. I think, you know. When you have no stats to go off of, yeah, it it shines that way. Right now, I mean, I want to ask Lindy Ruff. Well, why would you not put him up on that line now? Like, the line has done nothing. Heischer and Meyer have been atrocious. This one dude has been sufficient. He's he's not he's not uh, making huge mistakes. He's not costing you games. He's not, you know, putting the team in a bad situation. Uh, Alex Holtz, and he's getting a couple of shots on. Um, and I think his goals will come. But my thing is now, like, why would you not put him? You saw actual production with him up on that first line. Right. Why? Why are we not doing it now? So like, just so I'm clear, where do you, where, what do you want for lines then? Because you're making I a would, good point, but I, I want to. See I would go. I would start with Heischer, Meyer, and Holtz. Okay, you keep that. Brett Hughes to Foley line to Foley is another one I think had a fantastic game. Last I know night. he just yeah. he, he got to break through. Really he's good. Right, he got robbed a few times by Bobrovsky and exactly. But and, and Bobrovsky played a good game. He did, but um, definitely the difference through the first half of the game, first yeah. two periods. So Foley was working his ass off. So that line I love. You don't touch it. And then I mean, you can go to the. Uh, I guess it would be Hala Palat Mercer. Try that, um, or if you wanted to move. Michael McLeod or Halla was it Halla was over at the wing and McLeod came up to play center yeah. uh, at the end of that game. I, I thought that line was friggin' awesome, but so I don't where's think Meyer going? Meyer's going to be with Meyer him. would be with Heischer and Holtz. Heischer and Holtz. Okay. I would. The only change I would make right now on the first line is move Holtz up. You know, yeah. they had chemistry in the in the preseason. Let's yeah. just see. You know, what I like the idea. I'm just worried that Meyer and Heischer are both kind of in a funk and keeping them together. Does that help that or not? I don't know. I, I don't know either. Um, I mean, otherwise, then you have to move Meyer to Hollis line. Maybe you put Palat, Hollis. That's kind of what together. I was thinking. Like Hollis making shit happen. He's kind of dynamic right now. I wonder if Meyer could do something with him. Okay, but it leaves a mess everywhere else. That's the well, problem. Yeah. Let me ask you: Do you hate a Heischer Holtz Mercer line? No, I don't. Um, or Heischer Palat Mercer, Heischer Palat Holtz. No, I don't, really don't hate any of those combos. I just don't, A, mess up a good thing. So really we're talking about leaving the first line alone. And I'm trying to break up Heischer and Meyer just in the short term. So, yeah, either so, one of those scenarios you proposed I think would work is one better than the other. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm at. Would you rather see a uh, Holtz Heischer Mercer or Holtz Heischer um, Palat? I, I kind of like the idea of Holtz playing with Palat because he's got that experienced veteran there to help him out. And uh, like that might be a good chemistry thing, but I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a tough call. I don't feel very strongly one way or the other on that. Um, my instinct says, oh, yeah, you know what? Put the kid on the same line with the most experienced guy, which is Palat. So what do you think, Bob? What would you, where would you go? I just have to go, you know, back to what I originally thought as just constructing lines before the team even started playing. And my whole reasoning for having a guy like Mercer on the third line was to kind of spread the energy. So somebody everywhere should be providing something. So even if Mercer stays down that third line for now, you got the Jack Hughes line running fast. You got the, Anytime Mercer's on the ice, even though he's not doing great right now, I just feel like there's a lot of energy around him. And the fourth line's taken care of. The problem is it's still, right, Dan, it's what Dan said. Like, I don't know where to shuffle that kind of Heischer line. I think we just got to give Meyer his time to gel with Heischer. There's really no other place to put him short of sliding Jack in there once in a while. Who can slide in that line and maybe with those two guys as a winger and give them the most uh, opportunity to get out of their funk? I mean, is um, there one person that you think you mean by keeping Heischer and, and, uh, if, and if we were going to keep Heischer and Meyer together? Yeah. Um, what anybody else in the wing? Holtz. Maybe it's maybe, maybe it's, it's Holtz. Holtz. I would put Holtz there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe uh, Holtz. Maybe it's so Holtz. Foley makes shit happen. Like it hasn't gone in for him, but he right. makes crazy uh, stuff happen. I'm not happen. touching that line. Period. I know, but I, I think I think Jack I, I think Jack and and Brad can hold their own while we uh, just too. try to get out of the funk, you know. But I mean. I mean, so maybe you can try Meyer up there and move to Foley down uh, and play on the first line. Me personally, I would start by doing um, if if I was Lindy and if for some reason, you know, I guess you got a guy who's making eight and a half, eight point eight million dollars a year for the next eight years. You don't really want to drop him onto that third line, but right. you have Especially a guy making. He's having. He's playing well. I mean, I would I would put holds up there at least to start. Um, with and keep Meyer and Heischer together and maybe not knock too much of their confidence right now and put Holtz there and see if he can be that little jump start that they need. You keep the first line together. The third line, again, Palat, Hollum, um, yeah. Mercer, I like that. Um, and then, but we also have an issue now with that fourth line because Lazar was benched. Yeah. You got Nosek hurt. Yep. Bastion was just, you know, he was okay. I thought Bastion actually had a pretty good game. Um, then, so, you know, you got um, Foots hurt. Like anybody else that can pop into that spot. Yeah. So, it, I guess they have to roll I, Other Lazar than the benching, still. I liked, I've been liking what I see from Lazar in the lineup. Why was he benched last night? Couldn't tell you. I, I think Lazar and Marino could have just been a, a victim of circumstance and Lindy trying to basically shorten the bench. I didn't yeah. hear anything about their play that um, from him. Now, maybe I, I wasn't all over the news today, but maybe he did say something. But I did hear him say about Meyer, just, you know, you can't you just basically saying like you can't take these penalties. You can't play that way and expect to be on this team. But it could it have been just we needed four frigging goals and we had to shorten the bench and Lazar and uh, you know, uh, Marino were just a victim of that circumstance because Hamilton and Hughes on the blue line, the blue line they I was going to say, how exciting is shift. that? Yeah. When you need a awesome. goal, that was fun looking. I get that. But how is like Smith not sat in, in favor of Marino? Marino. In what yeah. world does that happen? I don't get it. Marino's even either. offensively uh, worlds beyond him. So 
that argument of we need goals right now, maybe that's why you bench Lazar. I mean, he's not necessarily going to bring a lot of goals. That's debatable too. But what is beyond the debate is is Marino's offensively a better keep in there than Smith. So yeah. I don't know what game there he was watching with that. I'm a, I'm a little curious if why Smith got all the love with that game, even despite all the mistakes. I mean, it didn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know what Lindy's going to do, but you know, damn well, he's not going to keep these lines the way they are right now. No, I do expect some adjustment next game. I think it'd be crazy to not get some kind of adjustment. I, I mean, Smith's got to be out of the lineup. I would say, uh, I don't know you know, if um, Cap Friendly gets any um, like stats from like practice today, but I just refreshed it for the depth chart. And as of today, they have Meyer, Hughes, Mercer, Toffoli, Heesher, Brad. I don't know if that was a practice line or what, but um, they usually so, try to wait, do that. They had what for practice? No, I don't know. if So Cap Friendly generally when they set up their um, – you know, their, their, their list of players, it's usually their depth chart. It's usually based off of something they've seen like the last game or practice or something so that it doesn't look like they just threw 12 players up there. And for whatever reason right now, they have it as Meyer, Jack, Mercer, Toffoli, Heischer, Brett. Meyer, Jack, Uh, Mercer. It could just be a reaction to last night's game, to injuries, I I mean, yeah, I mean, Lindy, is he the type of dude that now will, you know, say, okay, our two most dynamic guys, we have to split them up now and at least maybe try and and spread that wealth around and move Brat around. And I I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I think Brat's the guy you can move anywhere and his production is not going to fall off. I think he's he's doing Brat stuff right now and he looks great. I think Toffoli also could probably shift around and not feel... The disconnect of that, I think he's just kind of a solid, smart hockey player that would just be like, sure. Now on, all right. And that was Toffoli with Meyer? On this? Yeah. No, he was with Heischer. Oh, yeah. And Meyer was with who? Hughes, Hughes. and Mercer. Hughes. And Mercer. I, mean, I kind of might... like the idea of Toffoli and Mercer and Meyer on the same line. I mean, I know that they're kind of, they're both big, bigger dudes, but I just, I kind of like that a little hefty beef of guys that can shoot and, you know, just get them the puck. Maybe Heischer can just get them that puck and let them shoot it from anywhere. I don't know. I mean, right now, I mean, the guys in charge know a hell of a lot more than it, than we do. So, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to if see. If they knew so changes. much more, where's their podcast? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They're just coaching the fucking NHL team. Yeah, That's all. So, you guys watch any football this weekend? Did not. No? I did. How'd your Vikings do? They won a horribly nice. ugly game. Um, and, and real quick, before I get into that a little bit, like, you know, I'm really having like PTSD about my second favorite sport. Well, football is my second favorite sport. My my other most beloved team who's supposed to have a really good year and then just starts out really sluggish and shitty. I'm like, it's happening again. It's the Vikings did it in September. The Devils are doing it in October. What the frick? Can I just get a team to start off strong? Nope, they don't want to. They did pull a win out in a very ugly fashion against a really bad uh, Bears team. We almost lost in the fourth quarter, Dan, to a Division Two quarterback. Uh-oh. Yeah, so let's just that sink in a Division well, Two. Talking QB about losing this game, close. you're hoping they tank the whole season and go for the dra- draft yes. entry. You know, yes, which is not something that I am at all wishing for the New Jersey Devils. Um, but uh, no. but we are a lot 
more uh, deeper into the NFL season. Uh, and it's going strong, guys. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. You bet $5 on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And they're not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener every game day this October. And it's not just football. You can bet on the Major League Baseball playoffs. You can bet on the NHL. Right now, if I was going to drop a bet, Edmonton, um, given a goal and a half, Nashville. I will take Edmonton. I think they're, okay, they're 0-2. I think they're ready to pop. So I would definitely think they're probably going to win by more than two. I would throw a few bucks on on Edmonton. That's your hot tip. That's my hot tip, uh, but I, I don't gamble a whole lot, so I'm not going to bet that. But you can get in on the game day greatness now by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. <sighs> Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. That's seven days. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Back to hockey. Yes. So we got the uh, Islanders Friday night. Yeah. Man, you getting a little worried, guys? I'm not liking what I'm seeing so far. You know, after that stellar preseason, I didn't think we'd start off slow like this and look kind of lost. We're sitting here for the last 20 minutes talking about what line com- com- combos does, you know, Lindy need to try to get this team going. That's, you know, not what I expected at this point. I, you know, maybe, maybe not even necessarily, uh, I didn't expect to win all these games, but um, to be, you know, at least competitive through the majority of the game, that'd be nice because they, have not turned in even a game where they played 50% of the time and maybe even less than a period. I'm no, trying yet. to think. They, I, I don't think they played a solid 20 minutes yet. Well, I think the yeah. best period they played, and it wasn't a solid 20, was definitely a third period last night. They right. they came out on fire, and yeah, they, and they got scored on early in that period, and they still mm-hmm. fought back. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, that's huge. And, you know, you talk about and Spalding talked about it a little bit during the broadcast, just, you know, anything to make them feel to let, you know, feel good about themselves, feel good about their game, anything positive they can pull from a a game that you were down for nothing. And I think coming within an ass hair of tying it can make you feel pretty good. So I'm really hoping that the attitude in that locker room is not, uh, you know, hair on fire and it should be, man. We got that fucking close. And, you know, next time we're going to definitely play a full 60 and whoop these guys because Florida played a perfect game. I mean, let's just call it what they did. They, for what Florida does, they played it to a T. That's how you play the Devils. Um, and Bobrovsky was good uh, when he had to be. But they still – they worked their asses off that last 10 minutes, 12 minutes of that third period, man. That was exciting. Like, all of a sudden, it was like, holy shit, these guys are going to do it again. Eh, they fell a little short, but, but at like least you can Devils. take that. And it all started because they simply didn't want to get shut out. 
Yeah. I wanted to keep yeah. that string going. You know, it's it just that first goal, you know, that, that I think the first one was that hollow tip, right? That was hollow. Uh, you know, that, that tip. And it, it's just, you can see it. Like, it was like, okay, we can, you know, you see yeah. that confidence building and building. But I'll tell you, there was no point in that game. And a lot of games you you watch this where you just you can feel that momentum really swinging like, you know, like we're, we're down by three, but, we're, you know, we're going to tie this thing. It wasn't like that last night. Like the goals were hard to come by. Like it, every one of them was working their ass off because there wasn't it wasn't like the the whole and it was the best 13, 12, 13 minutes they played. But it was not like they maintained that pressure. Florida kept coming. I mean, they they were really pushing. They would have, you know, take that puck down, get a couple of good opportunities, and then we're going the other way. I would have liked to have seen them just really step on their throats. But I don't think they're that team. Not yet. Um, You know, but they need to get there. I think the Islanders can be a a, a really – bad matchup for them for how they yeah, are right now this is my this is my concern because i had a problem with that game anyway you know they play us tough and it just kind of looked like a loss to me we got this big break in between there's no traction right now and things are seeming negative so if we have to wait three days to go into that game have a tough game maybe lose you know maybe not who knows then there's another three day break before you get the canadians and right now i don't know what kind of canadian team you're going to get they look like they're fighting for every inch right so that's not easy but then, boom, it's just right into another back-to-back. There's like there's no rhythm right now to the schedule at a time when the Devils could really use some rhythm. So the Islander game does scare me. It's If it wasn't for that third period, I would definitely say this is one of these situations where it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better, you know, and, and the sky is going to be falling. But um, just really what they did is convincing me going forward that they're going to come out strong against the Islanders. They're going to take the Islanders. But more important than that, you know what the old boys had to do today? You know why they're going to win? No. They had the old bag skate going on at practice today. They had the what? The bag skate, buddy. Bag skate. Dan, do Come you know on, what You this, never watched Miracle? What he, what he means? The miracle on Ice? I've seen the movie, but I don't remember bag skate. You don't remember bag skates. So they're just skating blue line to blue line, hard yeah. stop, hard to back. And okay, forth. that's what it's called, bag yeah. skate? Well, it wasn't officially a bag skate, but that is what it was called. Certainly back in the day, you know, because so, it's so going to hurt your bag. So, dude. Lindy, oh, back skate. Bag. Bag, B-A-G. Yeah. Okay. So just they ran gassers the whole fucking yeah, Basically. Day. Okay. Yeah. So, well, uh, yeah. the goalies, it's so brutal on the goalies. So uh, that's a that's a tough one, you know. When you're when you're a team and you got to do that, I don't know how long it was. Amanda Science posted it, and a bunch of people were commenting. Oh, it was like every other comment on it was, you know, from the Miracle movie again, again. As I kept doing it, but uh, yeah, that's pretty that's tough when you have to do it at this level. Yeah, you know, they deserve it. You know, they're not playing well. And, well, you know, I, I didn't like the the hustle. I did. I mean, yeah, it's what there was mistakes made, and that that cost them. Sure. Sometimes those mistakes are made because you're behind the play, and that's why you, you take these penalties. And you're you know, behind you the said, play because you're not moving your legs. And you said too, Dan, that they really have not had any sustained forecheck. Like no, it's, it's not there. Yeah, and and you know their transition game is not great right now. Uh, There's you know just their passing isn't. Nothing's clicking right now. It's just I know. and I don't think they think this way, but I wonder if there's a little bit of a vibe around the team of. We have all the pieces. This should be going easier. And it's like skipping over the part where, no, this still requires a crazy amount of effort. And it seems like a little too simplistic to, to call that what's going on. 
but yet I kind of feel it's a little bit of what's going on here. Is that um, then it, that's it, up to the leaders on that team to exactly, and, and and they need to set the work ethic first. And you know, when you think about the guys who are doing well, it is all because of hustle. It's yeah. all, uh, you know, um, yeah. There's some guys who will confuse people with God-given talent, you know, like. But really, look behind that. It's not the pretty goals. It's the skating they're doing to get. And I'm thinking about Brat and Hughes. You know, of course, nobody's going to play like them. Right. But look, look at the hustle they're bringing. Everybody can hustle to that extent, and I don't see that right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, we saw Jesper Brat disappear a lot last year, where he, right. that hustle wasn't there. So far through three games, he's been hustling his ass off. He's been really, really yes. awesome to watch, and yep. uh, I really hope that. Maybe all that bullshit, like we talked about the contract and everything. Maybe now that that's all behind him and he focuses. Plus, he's gotten bigger. He's gotten Maybe stronger. it really does affect certain people. We sure. take it for granted and say, nah, they're just hockey players. They're athletes. They just, it you really know, does it, get in there. You know, don't you think your head's a little clearer when you finally know, okay, this is it. I can settle here. I can maybe get married. Sure. I can have a family. I'm going to be here for the next decade. I have enough money to take care of everything. Yeah, I mean, worrying I about where you're going to be every year. That's... But I also think you kind of forget that when you're on the ice. Like, there's just so much more happening. Like, your brain's just firing in so many different directions. Yeah. It's not also thinking about the contract. But, um, you know, I know that it's also unrealistic to think that any team – can um, play to the way they played for 12 minutes for a full 60. You can't like, I get it like that much energy, that much exertion. So when I say, why can't they come out like that all the time? I don't literally mean it because you know, in that there's a, there's a situation that builds, right? It's a goal and you're feeling good, but not that good. It was a second goal where they're really like, wow, we've got, we've got eight minutes. We can do this or, or whatever it was. And then the ice tilts and everything's going in your favor. So I understand. No, you can't play like that for 60 minutes, but why couldn't you have do- like dove into that a little bit quick when it was two nothing? Yeah, and you can like uh, it doesn't need to be four nothing before you, you realize shit. Like we you get can play like that for a full sixty minutes because that play is a result of hard work and nobody was working hard. They just went out, came out completely flat. If they came out skating, they would have had a lot more opportunities. They would have they, the yeah. Devils game. Like I said, like Florida played a perfect Florida game. Like you can't let a team come into your building and play their game. You make them play right. your fucking game. But, and but game... there's something that happens in some of these magical games where you're you're making it close when you probably shouldn't have. Oh, sure. And sure. you've got that goalie pulled for three minutes and the puck barely goes near it. Where in any other game, as soon as you pull your goalie, it's an empty netter. Like so everything like was happening. Four minutes. Yeah, everything was happening well, which is why I said yes. if, the, yeah. if we got that penalty call, I honestly – wholeheartedly believe we score on that that's and, how much and momentum we had you're 100 percent right it's fucking bullshit like your job is to call a penalty call the game down the middle and if one team decides that they're going to take 15 tripping minors that right. game and then the other team decides they're not going to take any minors in that game are you only going to call two three you, four of the 15 just because you can't have it both ways commits a penalty you, you call it you can't say, well, I, I want to call it again on them and be responsible for them losing the game. You're well, not Well, then you just did it. You might have done it the other way. But you're you, not responsible. By not, I know. The guy but tripping him is fucking responsible. Exactly. Like, I just, it, it was just so blatant. And What uh, do you think a, of that, That's a big Dan? problem. I, I totally understand. I, I, I almost, it makes me aggravated to even point it out as accurate as that is because that's so far from what cost them this game. And. You know, like there have been many games that I felt like the Devils played well enough to win and then the refs ruined it. They made it difficult for us to gain momentum or they made a, a horrible call 
that uh, ruined what, what was going on. This, I felt like, was not one of those games. It's because the game was a, we didn't deserve to be able to just turn the spigot on for you know ten minutes and expect to win when we played that that poorly all game. Uh, so I'm not too surprised. And well, you don't leave it in the hands of the refs. To, it was, to make one but call it was the placement. It was the moment of the game that got to the ref to not put his arm right. up. Right, exactly. You're absolutely right. Exactly. I'm not arguing the point, and I think that it was a penalty. It was obvious to everybody. I also think that you see this happen a lot. When one team's taking a bunch of penalties, that the refs are keeping some kind of what they feel is a, a, a absolute balance, you know? Yep. It's not about, you know, who how many you know penalties a team's taking and uh, it's about what the overall count is back and forth. And you know, they they just they hate to do that make the same call over and over again, but sometimes they should. You made a great yeah. point. And I, I do wonder sometimes, you know, I, I hate starting going down the, this road with the refs because I think you'd be a fool to not entertain that this is partially true. It's part of it has to do with the, it's the Devils. You know, the Devils have never really gotten uh, the best, you know, most consistent, fair refing uh, around the league, and now, I, I get that. So, but you know, this is why you can't leave it in their hands. You know, but I also think that that particular penalty was so blatant. Yep. That, you know, there's a lot that, you know, you're, you get a penalty called, maybe it's a hook, maybe, you know, whatever, an interference and it's a ticky tacky bullshit could have gone either way play. And uh, let's say that play is the uh, determining factor in the game. And all everybody's going to bitch about was the penalty. I think if that penalty is called last night, they're not going to sit around. Nobody from Florida, if the devil score on it, are going to be bitching about the penalty that was called. They'll be bitching about the guy that tripped them. You know, like yeah. we would be like, you know, with, with Smith. Like we weren't bitching that Smith got a penalty called on him by the ref. We were bitching that Smith took the fucking penalty. Like that penalty was so blatant. Like you yep. can, like there was no arguing it. Like I don't know how the referee, honestly, just by sheer habit, didn't just put his arm up because that one was so blatant. I was shocked. It's a bad call, it, yeah. but and I also see that in that situation uh, a lot, and particularly if it's the Devils. And no, they. I mean, uh, they definitely keep score. They've done it forever. I get yep. it. Uh, yeah. But like I said, something like that, it's just that blatant. I think you got to call it. You guys want I some agree. comforting news? Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay, sure. this point this, last year after this like three, a, we actually have more points this year than we did last year after three games. That's got true. our we first win. Game three yeah. had two points. Now we got three, and our next game was the Islanders last year, which we won four to one. So there, there you go. There's my score for the Islander game. We're gonna win four to one. Right, and you're saying we're on the cusp of a 13 game winning streak. Yep, we got to double that too. <laughs> but that fourth Islander game came on the heels of a win. That's true. It, it's true. That's true. Where we have uh, gone off script just, here this last game. Because uh, I'm just being realistic and just factual. It, it, that's what <laughs> happened. It's one thing that was different. But uh, I, I, I just think, uh, yeah, the Islanders do kind of pose a bit of a problem. Sorokin is Sorokin. Um, and they play a very good defensive system. And like I said, you can't let a team come into your building and play their game. And uh, Florida did that. And we should be going to the Islanders and play our game and we should just fly all over. We're a better yeah. team. So, you know, in on paper, all, however that conversation goes, yeah, we should be able to go in there and play our game and pass the hell out of the ball and, and the ball, the puck and use our transition game, spend a lot of offensive time, pepper Sorokin with 40 shots, you know, get three or four past them and, you know, hold the Islanders to two. We should, we should be able to do that. Yeah. But the way this team's just not gelling right now, I don't know. 
Yeah, on paper, this is a fantastic team. We've yet to even, you know, scratch the surface of what it can do. I think it's going to come around. Uh, I really am very curious what the moves are that are going to be made. Starting lineup for this next game, because we we got to change the, these openings. So that means you're changing the starting lineup for sure. You don't like uh, Ken Danico on our opening? <laughs> oh, not our opening. You don't want to change. I don't mean that. I mean, okay, I'm that's sorry. A, that, that one's just working just fine. No, the, the openings of the games has been horrible. And um, so, I mean, you really have to change who's out there to start the game. And it, it, we were discussing it. There's so many different ways it can go. I'm very curious to see what happens. Uh, we have to do something differently. Now, did the thought last night pop into anybody's head other than mine that said, I kind of don't want them to win this game. I hope that it ends four to three. And I'll tell you why it did, because I was like, if we come back and we win this game, then this fucking team is going to make this a habit. And they're going to be like, it doesn't matter if we're down by three in the third, because we can just keep coming back. And that's not a recipe for success. I was kind of like, I really hope that they work hard. You know, it's four, three. Now If they stay here, the game ends. Then they kind of got a bit of a chip on their shoulder. And it's like, you know what? We can do it, but we need to finish this time and go into the Islanders and do that. I, I, this is the shit, the conversations I have in my own fucking head. I felt similarly I don't know with the previous what it means. game. I yeah. don't know about you. I felt that way with the previous game. Like, you know, it, it's almost it. better that you yeah. didn't win that in overtime because did you deserve to with how few minutes that you played uh, strong? Um, you know, I know what you mean. Of course, I'd rather have the win. Um, but there's no doubt about it. There's a bad habits being developed as we speak. And it's maybe if this helps rid that team of those habits right away, would be a better thing in the long run. So I, I get your point. And I think this game was different than the Coyote game because this game, we were, we came back. We didn't give it up. We didn't have the deflating moments True. at the end. We were the ones that were kind of on the high at the end that, you know, we walked out of that game going, fuck man, five more minutes and we tie this thing, you know, yeah. and that's the, that's the mindset you want to have. Yeah. So hopefully it'll carry over and uh, we go into the Islanders and we beat them. And we're going to – anybody yeah, have anything else they want to discuss for tonight? I think it's 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 time. There's no more lessons to be learned. If I mean, th- this right. is enough. That's yeah. it. Like, just step on it. Like, and there's, get, get yeah. going. And you know what? Fans and management and everybody involved, they're not going to be too much – too patient much longer. You know what I mean? Like, it's three games. If they do go on some four, five, six-game losing streak – and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have a lot of answering to do. And I would honestly say, chat, right? I would honestly say if this team ends up where, you know, we don't win the next two weeks, two and a half weeks, Lindy Ruff's job will be, uh, even though he just got the extension, he will be on the hot seat. I honestly believe that. So let's hope it never gets there. It should. But, you know, Dan's right. The bad habits. We talked about it. Like you don't want that creeping in um, because as fun as, you know, chasing a playoff spot is to watch you don't ever want to be there as a a team you know you just you want that playoff spot locked up and right now I'm watching hockey and there are a lot of teams and a lot of teams look good and you know we're right now we're not looking great and that's just something that's a little worrisome you know will everything settle in the universal right itself you know yeah I get that it probably will but it is kind of scary I've said this a few times I don't buy the notion that because the calendar flipped, all of a sudden there's a target on the devil's back and every team is taking us more serious. I believe that happened midway through last year, and I'll die on that hill. These are professional athletes. That's the way they go. I think the bigger problem just might be this team as constructed is not used 
to not be in the chasers. The, the menta- I think it just – maybe that's weighing on them a little bit, the expectation instead of just playing their game. Oh, you mean in like they don't know how to be the fucking aggressor. They don't know how to be the big boys well, on they, the Well, they know how to be the aggressor when – Right, people are talking used, shit about them. Right, they're used to getting beat up, and you yeah. know they they come back and they're rocky, and they you know they're not used to being Apollo Creed, where you just go out there and smoke people, and they have well, to get. It's there. like you guys said, I think it was you mostly, Chris. You you were getting nervous, like with too much positive pressure. Like, stop talking about my devils. Like, I just want yeah. to go out there and do good. Now, a lot of players would say they don't listen to kind of that outside media shit. And I'll bet you a lot do. And there's got to be a lot of things that float around your head, and if you hear some, you know, people talking about you. I don't know. Maybe you know, just as a whole, the expectation. Expectations is, this is where they got to learn. This is know. where I think Patrick Ilyash kind of said that in between periods. It was kind of like when you when you are a championship caliber team, you have to kind of learn to deal with that expectation and then go play your game on the ice. And yeah. I think right now maybe they're just kind of mixing the two. And I've never been anywhere near well, this kind of level of play, so I don't know how the psyche works. But well, I Bob, think they're going to break through, and they're just way too talented. Even when we won the cups, right? Even years after we won the Cups, we were never, ever talked about nationally like we were this year. Like this summer, we were never, ever in the, you know, 30 years, 40 years of Devil. How long have they been around? 50 years? Um, Two. So, whatever. For however long they've been here. um, This, they've never, even years after winning the Cup, they were not talked about. Like with this kind of, and they they know it. Like, you know, Jack, you know, maybe clutching his stick a little tighter towards the middle of the season. You know, he was one point away from 100. And, you know, these guys had tons of great things happen last year that they want to live up to, too. So that can be a lot of pressure. You know, they like, I think they're, Elias is right. You got to just settle down, play the game. Look at this roster. We all know what this team can do. They know what they can do. It's just a matter of, you know, letting them figure it out. I just hope they don't figure it out in December. Yeah. I think we're poised for a quick turnaround. Too much talent. They're going to get moving. We'll come back, uh, I think, Thursday at some point. We're going to do Devil You Know, a couple of other things. We'll talk more in depth about the Islander game. We'll get into that. And um, I guess, uh, Dan, anything else you want to throw in for tonight? No, that that about covers that game. It was it was kind of a just a real disappointment to watch because – Quite forgettable. This 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 team is so uh, you know talented that you just with a little bit more effort you're in every single game and you know you're fighting for that win. I mean, look how close they came with barely playing uh, half a period, really, when it comes down to it. So yeah, you know, it's just going to be so exciting when they can really get it going. Uh, it just it gets frustrating already. Three games, yeah. like where is it, guys? Uh, put that effort out. I think it'll come. It's only three games, so. Like uh, you guys said, no reason to panic. But um, boy, am I ready for the the team that we saw in the preseason, the team that we know that it can be to come out and play. It's coming. It is coming. And like I said, we will be back on Thursday. We'll have, probably have a little bit more detail on certain lineups and you know how mm-hmm. this team might look on Friday. So we'll talk about that. And uh, that'll be fun. So again, wherever you're checking us out, uh, check out the YouTube channel as well. Maybe, you know, smash a like on that, subscribe. That would be fantastic. Um, You know, five-star rating, wherever you get your podcast um, subscription would be awesome. Does go a very long way to help us promote the podcast. And we appreciate the fuck out of you guys. So thank you very much for Bobby, Dan. I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. See you when we see you. Puck is out. Later. It's 
over, Johnny. It's over. Chris, what are you watching the games on? 